Welcome to StockInvest.us podcast. We remind you that trading involves a high risk of losing money, and that you should speak with a financial advisor before buying or selling any securities. You should not base your investment decision upon StockInvest.us. By using the information provided you agree and are held liable for your own investment decisions. Hi and welcome to StockInvest.us podcast for week 49. It's only a few weeks left till Christmas, and will these weeks be green? For weeks and weeks, you heard me been very negative to the market, and last week was no exception. Nasdaq went down minus 2.7%, but more important, I told you last week, with only 14% buy signals at Nasdaq, it would be a very volatile week. I gave you some trading tips, because usually, volatile is where you can make very good money. But you have to trade accordingly. Don't sit overnight was one of the few tips. And hopefully you made some good cash because it was a roller coaster last week. My name is Jim Stromberg and uh, I am one of the co-founders of StockInvest.us. And for the next some 40 minutes, I will be guiding you through what I expect is uh, the result of the coming week. How will this week's market be? Then I will do a few major tech analysis. I do this simply because that will reflect market somewhat. It's Apple, Microsoft and Tesla. And Tesla fell on Friday but still holding strong. I will dip by Bitcoin and Dogecoin. And last week my predictions were very far off. As you know, um, the crypto had a heavy fall this uh, weekend. Is there any buying opportunities? Have things changed in the chart? I will let you know what I think. For the very last part of the uh, podcast, I will give an insight into some trading tips. For the week, we'll look at the trading tips that I gave last week. How are we doing? And I can tell you straight away, it will not be the best results. Finally, I will let you into the high-risk portfolio, which we've been following for a very, very long time. And last week, something nice happened to Arbutus. Been waiting for it. Arbutus went on a crazy rally and is now out of the portfolio after a very good game. But we will get it shortly. As usual, we will start with the markets. As expected, last week became very volatile. Up one day, down the other. But the end of the week, the Friday, took also me by a little bit surprise. The job numbers came in much worse than expected and you can of course speculate how accurate are these weekly job numbers when the monthly came so off. But this in combination with the Omicron virus spreading had that mix causing a huge fall on Friday. Nasdaq ending at 15,085 points, just above the 15,000 level, down 2.63% uh, last week. And the question is, well, will the 15,000 limit hold or will it break and will we have another fall down to 14,000? We will look into the charts very shortly. Dow Jones ending the week at uh, 34,899 points was only down 0.91%, so a little bit better for uh, Dow Jones. And uh, what can we expect for the week ahead of us? Well, uh, usually we do like this. We'll look at some fundamental things, some overview things, then have a quick check at the chart to see if these things match up. And what is it that we can expect for this week? Well, uh, oil is more or less unchanged, was down $3 since last week, currently trading around 68, so nothing special going in uh, for oil. Gold uh, is trading at 1780 it's down $20 since last week, or about a percent, so nothing special. More important is the 10-year treasury yield, which is down to 134 and uh, again, uh, this was based uh, on Fed decisions. However, I don't understand uh, how the Treasury yield can be this low when we know that inflation is here to stay and probably just get worse. Yes, oil is a little bit down. was due to the release of the emergency reserves in the United States. It's also due to the fact that OPEC is ramping up property uh, production. But in uh, General, general, uh, it should not be enough to prevent uh, inflation from continuing. And this week we'll know a little bit about inflation because uh, we will have some numbers on Friday, it should be. 
the consumer price index numbers will come in on Friday and that will give uh, a few ideas. It's expected that November will come in at around 0.7% increase with a year uh, all overall by 6.7%. And for us following this a little bit more closely than the common man in the street, well, some uh, time ago, 5% was said to be very high. Now, 6.7%, almost 7%. Yeah, it's okay, but it's really not okay because all these things are hitting the consumer. It's just a delay. And at some point, it's going to uh, reduce the buying power. And reducing the buying power will, of course, go off for the uh, factories and the business in general. Where will we save? Will, it, will we be saving subscription in Netflix? Will we be uh, reducing our amount of uh, Microsoft subscriptions, buying less Microsoft products? We don't know yet, but it will be uh, up there unless things change uh, in a very special uh, way. And on Thursday, uh, there will be job numbers again, weekly job numbers, Nothing special, I think, but since uh, numbers are coming in a bit off than expected, it's of course something to follow. I would say again, Friday is the more ex uh, exciting day uh, for the week. On a uh, side note, I can mention that GameStop will have earnings releases on Wednesday, and so many traders are into these meme stock, especially AMC. And I think uh, that numbers for GameStop could affect uh, what will happen with AMC. So if you are an AMC trader, I recommend you uh, pay attention to Wednesday and GameStop numbers. <coughs> because in my opinion, these should to some degree affect uh, the trading in AMC, especially if they come in very positive. Uh, I think that we can see a rebound in AMC. At stockinvest.us, we analyze uh, more than 32,000 tickers. Uh, we rank them as buy, sell, or hold candidates. So we give them a score, and based on this, we have a lot of data. Right now, only 14% uh, uh, across uh, all the tickers that we analyze across the world is giving buy signals, the same thing like last week. But if you look at Nasdaq, only 9% is giving buy signals. And usually, usually this is a golden buying opportunity. It's just where you want to put all your cash into the market because there should be a rebound. At the same time, uh, I was telling you all this many, many weeks ago and uh, so many times during all these podcasts, when market was very high, when I was telling you about 50% uh, buy signals, when markets are too high, they can just go higher like they did. It's the same thing when it's oversold. I said that last week, that it can go even worse because there is a huge scare in the market and that can easily turn into that panic where you have a 3% fall, uh, even more percent fall in the market. And that is my huge dilemma this week, like it was last week, is what will happen? Will we have this bounce up or will we fall? If we talk further ahead, I am pretty sure that market should uh, continue downwards. But for this week, again, it will be such a hard call. What is pretty sure to me, like I said last week, it will be a volatile week. And this is a trader's dream. And just let me do a quick recap on that. Well, why is it so good? Well, if markets really jump up and down, uh, there is many trading opportunities that you can do. Uh, I told you a little bit last week. Let's quickly uh, continue a bit on that. Of course, if it's a green day, you don't want to sit uh, till next day. So usually you'd like to get out by the end of the trading day. You usually also cap your uh, trading um, period shorter, meaning that you are looking for much, much shorter investment. Could uh, only be for a few hours, for a day, in the worst case, a few days. And uh, you try to uh, plan it because if markets do fall 2-3% one day, it's a huge chance that they will go up the next day. If it gets red, at least you get a good buying opportunity. So if you are planning to invest, most people do this thing. They do not buy when it's red, they get totally scared, they sell. When it's a green day, they buy just to see that the markets go down. So let's take an example. Uh, Sumerica is now trading around uh, 33 cents after 
huge fall on Friday. Normally, Friday was a very good buying opportunity, uh, indicating that at least the beginning of today would be a green day. So buying on the red, selling on the green, meaning that this should be a trading opportunity. How this day will play out, knowing that last week was, uh, was uh, ending red, sometimes means that you can get a good buying opportunity in the early hours of the trading. So if you're planning to trade, my guess is that it could be some buying, good buying opportunities. We'll get back to the trading tips. I have one stock which I think can do a very nice rebounds uh, this week, and uh, you should try to trade it early in the week. We'll get back to that. But the idea is that you expect volatility, you expect the markets to go much up and down. And uh, when markets are very red, stocks get sold uh, further down than they theoretically should. And usually that gives that nice, nice rebounds. Over all my trading years, this is the market where I do my very best trades when I manage to get into that uh, mood, utilizing the red days and the green days and the volatility. You can read more about it. There is lots of very nice literature. And even at stockinvest.us, you can uh, just uh, register. It's free. Go to your profile and you can start read uh, chapters from my book, How to Lose Money When Trading. There you will uh, be presented to some of the things which I say right now. But we will uh, try to figure out what will be the uh, part of the week. So we know that the end of the week, Friday, will be uh, some numbers again, which could flip the market. And of course, there is the Thursday numbers. For the rest of the week, I think it will follow the classical pattern. Uh, I told you be aware of this Ukraine conflict. Latest news now indicate that uh, Russia is preparing something for uh, early January. But these are speculations, but it's very nice uh, or very good, not nice, but very good to keep an eye on these uh, big uh, macro things because they will somewhat set the tone as well. And there is a lot and lot of very strange movements in the market now, not only in crypto, but we see money flowing in many different directions right now. And usually, uh, and especially if you go back to the, I think it was the first or the second podcast, I told you uh, something about how money flows and you like to follow the money. You try to figure out where is the money flowing now. I've been telling, uh, telling you that I believe it will flow into gold. That gold will get to 2000 before Christmas. Only got a few weeks left on that target and 2500 by 12 months. Uh, so uh, I think that we will see money flow into more secure items. But in general, you want to shape an ID because that will give you... Uh, a better long-term uh, trading results. And uh, is it green technology? Where is the money flowing? Try to figure it out. Follow the main news, see what moves, so it doesn't take you by surprise. We will uh, quickly look uh, at the chart. Uh, as we can see, the markets as such, I don't find any huge uh, reason. I forgot to mention that uh, New York Stock Exchange, 12% buy signals, Frankfurt, 9%, uh, 19%, uh, more or less the same. Uh, Tokyo, very low, 30%, and Shenzhen, uh, China is 36%, so it's a bit opposite in China. But in general, the numbers are more or less the same like last week, except Nasdaq, which uh, fell harder and created more sell signals than the other. And if we go to our webpage, tokenvest.us, we type in the ticket exec, we will get the Nasdaq chart. And as you can see, as I told you last week, when things are in the top of the trend, you can expect it to fall to the bottom of the trend. I said a very good support at 15,200 would probably be where it bounces up. That was my very low target last week. So it break, uh, broke even lower than 15,200 due to the uh, Friday scare. And if we look at the chart, we are at the bottom of uh, the chart. Volume is following the market somewhat. I like that, I told you many times, I like that usually means that we should see a bounce up. Right now it's at the very bottom of the trend, at the same time hitting 15,000 uh, points with its support. So for the first part of the week, it's a fair chance that it would bounce up. The problem now is there is a 
that's a cross for uh, the moving averages where the uh, short-term moving average is going below the long-term moving averages. You go to stockinvest.us, you look at the chart, exec chart, uh, type in Nasdaq or exec, uh, you will see what I mean. It's a huge sell signal from uh, moving averages. Last time uh, it was a buy signal that was, let me see, it was back in around October 20th. Uh, gave a bicycles from the same uh, signal, had very nice movement upwards from 14,800 to 16,000. Now creating uh, that uh, huge sell signal. And given these uh, things and uh, the a bit more long-term picture, well, it this is the most likely scenario. We will have a, a bounce up. So hard to say if it only will be 15,200 or it will bounce up to these moving average lines somewhere around 15,400, 600 and then fall back. All in all, this tells me that uh, you should uh, expect a bounce up for the first part of the week where the last part of the week again will turn red and that we will see Nasdaq challenging this rising trend and most likely will break it. Up first part of the week, down the last part of the week, doesn't uh, look to me uh, like it will be too huge changes. Of course, it will be volatile, as I just said, up and down. But it doesn't look to me like it will be extremely scary. But uh, if 15,000 is broken, if 15,000 is broken by some sort of mar margin, could happen today for some reason that... Uh, only 9% buy signals mean people are already on the edge. They're already on the trigger. Some have to cover uh, uh, different options they bought. Uh, things can easily get out of control on this point. And then it doesn't matter what I say or what the chart looks like because it can fall very fast. And if it breaks 15,000, there is really no support until 14,400. Find some support at 14,800, 600, etc. But there is really no good support before 14,400. So keep that in mind. There is a huge chance that we can get a very rapid hard fall. Uh, but I think that will have to be triggered today or tomorrow. Uh, if markets pushes uh, upwards for the beginning, I think that we will see this scenario where it starts good for the first part of the week. Uh, and then go down. Of course, there is a fair chance that it could be a green uh, week every single day since been so many red weeks uh, in a row. But my uh, guess is that we will have this red week, uh, uh, sorry, this week where it starts green and red. I will just say that I believe by the end of the week, we will see the market somewhere close to where they are today, meaning just above 15,000 uh, points. Uh, and if it was possible to say neutral week ending just on the very same, I would say so. But I will again say that it uh, will be a red week, but not by much. So that's uh, the market forecast for uh, Nasdaq. We will uh, soon look into some of the major stocks. So let us just quickly do a recap. Uh, Friday will be job, uh, sorry, Thursday will be job numbers. Friday will be consumer price index numbers. These are numbers that you should watch. They can uh, or should uh, affect the markets. We know markets are very scared. It's only, uh, as I said, 9% buy signals uh, at Nasdaq. It's only 14% buy signals across the world, meaning that there is more sell than there is buy signals and people are really scared. This can push the markets down. So be prepared. Uh, be prepared for it that it can get very, very bad, very fast. Uh, but we'll be a little bit optimistic now this week. Uh, given the fact that there is only uh, there is some support at 15,000 uh, points on Nasdaq, it's a fair chance that at least the beginning of the week will be good. And that will bring us uh, straight uh, to the major stocks. We'll do them very fast. It will be uh, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, Bitcoin, Dogecoin. And at the very end, we will look at some trading tips and the portfolio. But first, the tech analysis.
Last week I was negative to all the major stocks expecting them to fall. I had a uh, bit unrealistic target for Apple. I told you so that it was unrealistic at 146, but it was just to show the direction. Apple did much better than that, ending at 161.84. But if we look at the Apple chart, we can see that the stock is in the, uh, still in the top of the trend, but it bounced down as it should. The very high relative strength index, which I told you where the sell signal uh, became a sell signal, as it should, and the stock fell, but it didn't fell very much, only a few dollars. And uh, now the interesting thing is that with uh, some support at 160, volume following the stock and as you know i like it when volume is following the stock apple fell uh, the last few days uh, last week but the volume also fell and i like that i simply just like that that's what it should be it makes it much more uh, easy to predict and how can you read this well volume is going up volume is going down well it's very simple uh, not so many people were interested in selling their apple share which is of course, a good sign. It will be much worse if it was the opposite, that a lot of people were selling uh, their shares and you had an increase in volume. Uh, so you had this divergent that we do not want to see that. We want to see exactly what we see. We want to see volume following the stock uh, down. That gives the opening that the stock may very well turn where it is now, finding some support from accumulated volume at 160 pushing upwards there is only a little bit resistance at 165 and it can just push upwards to 170 180 you never know uh, about uh, these things buy signal from the long-term moving average but uh, uh, has a sell signal right now from the short-term moving average shouldn't put too much attention to this because it's just broken we will see how the day uh, today will uh, turn out so as is looking at the chart it is actually a fair chance for uh, Apple to continue upwards. If 160 is broken down, we should see a fall to 155 or 150. I said I expected markets to do a uh, huge uh, movement downwards that would bring also Apple down. Still very high relative strength index, but some stocks like Tesla love being in the, at the very high levels, just continue upwards. I'm very, very certain that Apple will uh, go down. Uh, at the same time, we are in a situation right now where it's a fair chance that it will uh, continue upwards before uh, it continues downward. And that should be, uh, like for the major analysis, should be the very first part of the week. Uh, it's so, so hard to say how high it will go. Uh, my guess is that there is a good, good chance that Apple can go as high as 167, but should fall by the end of the week. Last week, I had a very uh, huge uh, target for, or let's say low target for Apple, predicting $146. It's, it's really not realistic that it should fall to $146 this week. But I think that we will see a green start of the week. Then it will challenge the support at $160. And I think that it will end the week somewhere around $155. So uh, being negative. But for the longer term, the stock is still in a very good shape, in a very good rising trend. I also told you this, it's just these few weeks ahead of us. Things has to change very drastically before the long-term picture changes. I think it eventually will, but right now we will stick uh, to the trend. Let the trend be a friend. The stock is still within the rising trend. It's just in the upper part of that rising trend. The target uh, for the week will be uh, $155. Uh, so I will actually uh, up uh, my target a little bit, try to be a little bit more realistic this week. And maybe this will be the week where things really go crazy. We will see. Microsoft, I expected Microsoft last week to fall to $312 uh, simply because there is not much support uh, where Microsoft is. But Microsoft also held kind of uh, good was traded uh, all up at uh, 343 uh, at high. 
Now it's in the bottom of the trend. It fell just as expected, but it didn't fall as much as expected. It ended the week at uh, $323. Right now it finds supports from uh, the trend. It's within, like Apple, it's within a rising trend. It is at the very bottom of the trend. However, the volume is in divergence with the price, meaning that the price was falling and the volume was going up. And usually that indicates uh, possible change. And what is the scenario? Well, the scenario is because the relative strength index is also getting very low, RSI 14 is 34. So it's a fair chance that we will see like in Apple that the stock bounces a little bit up, but with very, very huge resistance at 330, it's unlikely in my opinion to see uh, Microsoft continue upwards the trend. I think this will be the scenario. It will bounce up to around 330, then fall down and test the uh, trend again, which now will be uh, around 323. And I think we will see a break of the trend. And that we will get that huge fall to 310, where it will pick up. The trend will go from, I would say, strong rising trend to less strong rising trend. So we are not in a situation where we are totally heading into a negative trend. It's still far off. From that is just signaling that the best is over for Microsoft as is. So last week was a target of 310 and I will keep the target of 310. The low RSE, as I say, indicate that we can have a rebound up. How far will it go? I don't know. There is a sell signal from the short-term moving average, the long-term moving average. And if Microsoft doesn't go up today or tomorrow, there will be a also a death cross uh, in the stock. We spoke about this uh, earlier, where you have these huge, huge sell signals from the moving averages, where the short goes below the long-term moving average. And everything is indicating that that will happen and it should push uh, Microsoft further down. So for Microsoft, we will keep the target of 310. Uh, and uh, let's see if we will be uh, correct about that. And then there is Tesla. And last week uh, I gave you a thoroughly analysis of Tesla. I said that I would keep my target for 880 because I believe that's where Tesla will head. Tesla holding strong in the beginning of the week, but Friday was a bit harder. Tesla ending at $1,014. So it's really heading downwards, uh, but still far uh, off the 880 target. And uh, will not uh, recap or retell uh, my trades in uh, Tesla, but as you know, I went in 560 and I went out more or less on the top, expecting exactly what you see right now. But if you go to stockinvest.us, you type in Tesla or the ticket TSLA, you will see the chart and you will see what I see. On your right hand, uh, there will be some gray bars. This is accumulated volume. How many people were buying and selling uh, Tesla at the different levels? And uh, that is, of course, interesting enough. But more interesting is below 1,000, there is really no support before 900. There was very, very few trades between 900 and $1,000. So there is really no people waiting either to uh, sell or buy their shares in this um, interval. So usually, usually you will see a huge drop if it breaks below. So if Tesla is not able to pick up today, we should see that huge fall. And I think that will be exactly what happened. The volume is going in the opposite direction of the price. So it doesn't find any support there uh, either. And with just a little support, you have to have that very good market where things turn. I don't think it will happen. Look at NEO. NEO fell very hard last week. I think Tesla is up. And I think uh, 880 will uh, for sure be reached uh, this week. Hopefully I'm wrong. If you're a Tesla investor, I will be wrong. But looking at Tesla and uh, looking at Microsoft, looking at Nasdaq, well, look at the moving averages. The same thing is happening here. Very soon, the short will go below the long term and you will have one of these very long term sell signals. It's not uh, just a weak sell signal. It's even could be month signal. Last time uh, Tesla had a buy signals. Well, it was more than three months ago and it stayed by signals for more than three months. And uh, well, I think Tesla is due to a fall. And as I told you, 
Uh, and you just have to listen to this podcast. I bought uh, Tesla 560, expecting exactly what you see. I thought that it would end at 8900, but I enjoyed the ride up to uh, 1200 uh, with trailing stop loss at the very end. And as I said then, and as I will repeat now, I might just go back in Tesla. I just want it back to the level where I think it will turn. 800 or 600, I don't know, but we will be there and it might just be a very good buying opportunity in Tesla again. So for this week, could be a slight rebound up in the beginning of the week. Hopefully, if you're a Tesla investor, that will happen, that the trend will remain, the trend will be your friend. But always, when being at the bottom of the trend, you're challenging the trend. You don't want volume to be doing the opposite uh, of the stock. It's usually not the signal you want. And especially what we see in Tesla right now, where no support below 1000 before 900. So 880 will remain target also for this week. That, my friends, uh, bring us to the crypto. And last week I said Dogecoin was a buying opportunity uh, at uh, 0 0.20. Well, it fell more than that. And it is currently trading at 17 cents. But let's start with Bitcoin. And last week's uh, target for Bitcoin was uh, optimistic. It was 65,000. Very, very uh, off. I've been more or less correct uh, about uh, Bitcoin over all these analyses. But lately, uh, I've been off. I was gambling that it would uh, keep that... Uh, Support it had last week and continue up. I warned you two, three podcasts ago that there is no support between 55 and 50, that it can fall straight down to 50 uh, very quickly if broken. And exactly that happened. Uh, huge fall at some point. I think I saw Bitcoin was trading at $47,000. is currently rising a little bit, trading around 48, 49, if I'm not mistaken. But now it is way oversold on the relative strength index uh, and this should just be a buying opportunity. And you hear me say that I want volume to follow the stock, the crypto, the index, whatever it is. In this case, we can see, if you check the chart, we can see that uh, there was uh, a huge spike in the volume when uh, uh, crypto fell uh, to 49,000. And this is what you want. Uh, uh, you have that very, very sell-off. How do we understand the sell-off? Well, the volume has to be higher than usual in the chart. And if we check the chart, we can see that the volume actually we're topping. Volume is that blue, very nice color at the bottom of the trend. Uh, sorry, at the bottom of the chart. Uh, and uh, you should learn technical analysis. A very nice tools. I can really recommend you. Uh, it will help you in your trading. But uh, we want exactly that. We want the sell-off. To me, it looks like it was a perfect sell-off at uh, last fall. Um, and there is a huge chance for a pickup. Now, problem is that there is resistance 55, 60, 65. So the, 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 the upturn will be slow. And with that sell signals from the uh, sell cross, that huge sell cross from the short-term moving average, long-term moving average, it should be a slower ride up. It should not be that super quick ride up. So be prepared for uh, slow movements. And it will be interesting to see, will uh, 60,000 simply be too hard? I am very positive to uh, crypto, Bitcoin in special. I think that this is just a very good buying opportunity. When you deal with crypto, of course, you have to take the risk. It's just the name uh, of the game. Myself, uh, I'm betting it will go up. It will go up for this week, but not as much. I have to be realistic. I have to reduce my targets a little bit, but I would say by the end of the week on Friday, I think that we should see Bitcoin back up at $55,000. If it continues to fall, of course, everything above will turn into uh, more heavy resistance. So that will uh, not be good at all. And then there is uh, Dogecoin, and Dogecoin uh, is, uh, as I told you, it's a shitcoin last week, but there was a fair upside. The problem now is that with the last breakdown, also Dogecoin, more than Bitcoin, is changing the future forecast. But this is uh, a crypto with very little uh, trading. 
it moves very rapidly. It's currently very, very oversold. It's only 24 on the relative steam index. It should move upwards, but the target of 30 is, I would say, not within reach uh, this week. I put a new bet uh, on Dogecoin at uh, 20, currently being in a loss. The last two trades was profitable, as you know. I think uh, this will just be, will I buy a, a little bit more uh, Dogecoin? I'm not sure, I'm thinking slightly now what will be the best idea. In general, uh, I have reduced my exposure in the markets because this was exactly what I expected would happen by the end uh, of the year. But for uh, the week as such, I think, and I will keep a target to see uh, Dogecoin go up uh, to 24 cents. So 24 cents will be the target. And as a trader, because we are getting uh, to the end of the technical analysis, we will head into the trading tips for the week, but we will just uh, do a quick recap of the stock as well. Everything is indicating that we might have uh, a fair okay start on the week, but that the end of the week can be worse. So we see this is just the same like we see in the major chart for Nasdaq. Of course, many of these stocks are the big stocks in uh, Nasdaq charts, of course. But we see the same thing. We also see uh, lots and lots of stocks uh, are giving that huge sell signals from short going below the long-term moving average. It's a huge sell cross. Usually these things uh, are uh, quite reliable. When they happen, we usually see huge falls or huge gains uh, afterwards. And you can... If you look uh, at the single chart, you can see uh, when it occurs, like does it last for three weeks in general, five weeks in general, one month in general, it will give you a slight idea of what you can expect. Uh, what they're telling me is that we are somewhere in the middle of that very short-term fall, uh, which we currently are in. So up for the beginning of the week, then most likely done for the ending of the week and you would want to follow Thursday and Friday where we will have the consumer price index number and the job numbers. And that brings us to the very last part. Trading tips, how did it go last week? And the portfolio where Arbutus were sold with very good gain. We will go straight to the trading tips. In this very last part of uh, this week's podcast, we will look at the trading tips and the portfolio. And as I've been telling you a few times during this podcast, Arbutus in the portfolio did very well. But let's start with the trading tips. And for weeks and weeks, we did good trades. But in week 45, I bought Uk again at 9.50, saying this will be a high-risk gamble that may cost a lot. Later, week 46, uh, I got into Excelis, Excel, and uh, in week 47, two weeks ago, I bought Zoom. Last week, I told you I uh, did not want to buy more because these positions uh, were open. Uh, so I kept them uh, open. I did not want too much exposure. And uh, how are they doing? Well, Ook again is almost a huge disaster. It is down minus 38.72%. And usually I never sit in a loss like this. But we know Omicron is here. We know that there will be focus on biotech companies. And knowing the volatility of UK again, uh, well, there should be a fair chance to get the money back. It will not, it will not be a super duper trade like uh, the previous trades, but we had that speculative trade back in Ukugen earlier, buying Ukugen at 8.72. It fell down to 4, some 70, then went all the way up to 17 and was sold uh, actually more than 70, was up at 18, but sold at 17.10, doubling the money. Not sure that will happen in Ukugen. It might be a fight to reduce uh, the loss because usually keep. Uh, stop loss running uh, stop loss you have to do that that's how we uh, avoided the losses in the previous trades we made them around four percent we made our gains up in the 1820s uh, etc having a nice uh, track but right now ook again is down 38 percent simply because i'm not uh, following my own rules of running trailing stop loss 
But I told you also that when I bought it, it will be highly, highly speculative. It might turn out very bad. Ukugen still in the portfolio, uh, trading tips. And if it was uh, trading tips at 9.4, well, I think 5.76, which is ended on Friday, just below $6, is even better trading opportunities. I still think uh, there is a trade to be made in Ukugen. Just be prepared. It's high, high volatility, it's high risk, but this is the one that will go uh, very fast when it first goes. Excel was bought at 18.11 and uh, everything was looking uh, okay week 47 but then last week it was cut by stop loss at 17.05. I told you it was very close to be cut on stop loss and it was cut uh, on Monday by stop loss giving a loss of 5.85% and being the fifth stock in all these trading dips that has been sold uh, with loss. Correction, the sixth stock being sold uh, with loss. And then there is Sumerica. Sumerica was bought at the 42 cents uh, with the idea that it should be a good buying opportunity. But also last week that was sold on Monday uh, by stop loss at 0.4050. So around 40 cents uh, it was sold, giving a loss of 3.57%. So now two losses in a row. And uh, that brings us up to uh, nine profitable trades and seven uh, sells right now. So that very nice streak, winning streak, seems to be off. So how can we redeem ourselves? How can we do something that will bring us back uh, on track? Well, this is trading. I am hunting for small percentages using trailing stop loss. Have given the first, except Oak again, all of them. As you can hear last week, Excel was sold 585 loss and Zoom uh, 357. So we keep the losses low and we run the profits high. So we are still profitable uh, in the trading tips simply because we have uh, United Armor 14%, uh, almost 15% profit. AMC last time we traded was 22% profit. So the profits are running better than the losses like it should. In general, all I want is to be more correct than 50% and following that simple thing, reduce your losses, increase your gains, be more than 50% correct and you will be in the green. So how will I redeem myself? Uh, how will it be? Well, I will try Duko. This is document sign. Was Totally wasted uh, on uh, Friday. Huge, huge fall. And I think this might be a trading opportunity to get into. It fell last week. Uh, sorry, it fell Friday by 42%. I think that's a huge overreaction. The volume was uh, insane. Of course, relative street index is totally in the bottom. I think it's a buying opportunity. It will be a volatile uh, ride. Uh, what I will do, I already have my order in, it's waiting to be uh, executed. I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping, really hoping to get in somewhere around 135-136 and play that risk game because I think the rebounds can be very nice and that I can do a very quick in and out in Duke again. Uh, Duke sign, ticker Duke, D-O-C-U, and that will be. So that's uh, what this. Ukugen is still open. Now we buy a, a Duku sign. Sounds more or less the same, but it's Ukugen and Duku sign. So we have these two trades open where Dukugen will be bought. Uh, sorry, Duku sign will be bought today. Hopefully around 135, 136 orders is in. Uh, hopefully it will be executed anytime soon. And I will be in the game seeing if we can make money on Duku sign this week. That will be the only uh, stock in. Uh, as I told you, I'm very strict right now with my exposure in the market because it's not uh, something I want. However, as the volatility increases, I will also increase my exposure a little bit, but it will be much more trading trading that you will not see simply because I don't have time to keep an update in all of this podcast about all the trades I do. Sometimes I follow stocks for a very long time. I just find a very nice entrance level, which I want, then in and out. I have several portfolios and this is how we'll end this podcast. We will look into that high risk portfolio, which we've been following for almost a year now. 
and uh, so much good gains, but there is a few stocks left. And I told you last week that uh, I hope to close it by Christmas. And uh, on Wednesday, uh, something beautiful happened in Arbutus. Arbutus, uh, due to some royalty, uh, royalty news, you can read about, about it, is the use of their technology for the Moderna vaccine, etc. Was really triggered having such a nice uh, rally and went all the way up to, I think it was around 650 high. I was not able to get out at 650 because I was running a trailing stop loss. The stop was sold. Executed at 6.32, giving 78% profit in Arbutus. So, patient uh, paid off. We bought Arbutus 3.55. We sold it at 6.32, leaving 78% profit. So, now we have Autos is gone, 94% profit. Uh, Zoom was sold 62% profit, Urenergy 95% profit, Ukelgen trade was sold at 96% profit, XPEV with 77% profit. We only have uh, four stocks uh, left, uh, but they are in the red. It's Diffusion Pharmaceuticals, which uh, have been trading on off. In reality, I'm actually still in plus due to all the accumulation I've done in the stock buying and selling on I was out at 180, I was one out at 130, in at 70, back out at 120. Too many trades have been following this stock very uh, long. Lately, it's been crushed by market. That happens with these penny shits. When markets are weak or bad, you cannot expect these to do good. They need that little solid push, push and then run wildly. I still think, uh, actually, that diffusion will be... Now with this Omicron virus will come. They didn't manage to play the real COVID game with their uh, oxygen uh, product, but maybe, just maybe, they now will be able to push some good news as Omicron uh, virus will spread very fast through the world, may even turn into a new shutdown. We will see about that later. But I think it might be what happened last uh, time we had this scenario, that diffusion might be one of them going up. But now... It's in solid red. Neo, which was at 40-something, starting to look very good, fell like a stone on Friday to $32. So it's heavily in red as well. And then there is Petrogeo service. It's struggling a little bit uh, as is. That's Norwegian uh, survey company. So uh, this, and along with uh, a pink stock, uh, Veloster Energy, are the stocks open, but they will most likely be uh, closed before Christmas. I'll do some evaluation as we go, but I'm not buying any new stocks into the high-risk portfolio uh, simply because it's getting to the end. I will open a new portfolio that you can follow uh, as I will evaluate uh, how I'll get in. And I will end this podcast telling you how I've been doing trading for so many years. What is it and how do I do it? I try to figure out where is the market, what kind of situation is the market in, that decides how much money I will have into the market. And when market had that huge COVID fall and I started this uh, podcast, I put more or less everything I had into the market because I knew from all my previous training years that this was the buying opportunity of the century. It was. Uh, and as market moves up, you get the same scenario. Things get overbought, it goes too much. And I reduce and reduce and reduce and reduce my exposure into the market. Uh, so whatever happened, the markets can go to zero. doesn't matter to me because I will still be in plenty of profit because I've taken my profit and then some out of the market already. It's in the bank waiting for a good uh, trading opportunity. Sometimes I go into other things. Uh, I had some in crypto now, as I said, I believe crypto might uh, do very well. So I have some in crypto, but not too much because crypto is too volatile. But uh, I still have enough. Now I am waiting for that uh, trading opportunity uh, where markets get totally crazy, where you get so scared, you just sell in your panic, down 5%, single stocks go down 30%, and you just rush off to sell your stocks. Well, that's where I will be when cash is king. I will be there and pick up some of your stocks and do these 5, 7, 8, 9, 10% swings. I'm just waiting for that uh, to happen. That's the reason why the money is in the bank and not in the market right now, because I think 
then we are heading exactly to that scenario again, where there will be an amazing buying opportunity. Anyway, uh, how I do, I wish that you are making good money, that this podcast actually helps you a little bit, uh, gives you some ideas, helps you a little bit with your trading, so that you continue to build uh, profit. And remember, 1% is very good, 2% is very good as well. Don't be greedy, hunt smaller percentages, because the more percentage you hunt, the higher the risk you take. And with high risk comes high losses, is inevitable. You just have to have some strategies where you can uh, avoid the worst, worst of them falls. Above anything else, uh, we are uh, getting far into, not very far, but we are getting into uh, December and we are closing into Christmas. Remember to spend some time with your family. Stock trading is not everything, but when you have some time, try to read up. Uh, there are so many good books. There are so many good podcasts. Try to spend some time, listen, try to learn. And uh, if I can give my personal recommendation, look at charts. Your brain is an amazing thing. You, by looking at charts, you will uh, start to see patterns. You will start to understand much more. Things will make a little bit more sense. And that can give you that small edge where you buy at a better time, you sell at a better time. At stockinvest.us, you can uh, train yourself doing some predictions. You can even see what kind of predictions I make every single day. And I made tons of them uh, trying to be as correct as possible. And that's it, my friend. Uh, this podcast is over. Have a very nice week. Try to make some green and we will speak again next week. Bye.